You're listening to Sascapes, a podcast featuring the stories of arts, culture, and heritage in Saskatchewan. I've always had a fondness for Francophone culture in Canada. I grew up in an area rich with the culture of the Acadians. I've lived and worked in Quebec, and so I've been very much looking forward to taking Sascapes to Gravelbourg, Saskatchewan. I'm Kevin Power, and my guest today is Louis Stranger. Louis embodies the very culture of Gravelbourg, and I can't think of a better ambassador. On a quiet Victoria Day weekend, Louis opened the doors to the museum where he is curator. Two floors of fascinating artifacts and memorabilia which chronicle the history of Gravelbourg from its founding onward. Louis is an infectious personality. A retired lawyer, historian, and local actor, he is a man of many hats. Enjoy the podcast. So now I am in Gravelburg, Saskatchewan. Gravelbourg. Gravelbourg, Saskatchewan, <laughs> and I am sitting with Monsieur Louis Stranger. C'est ça. Uh, in the museum, and it is a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for coming on Victoria Day holiday. Well, and it's a great day. It is a good Victoria day. Victoria is always a nice day. So tell me about yourself. Are you from Gravelbourg? Okay, originally I'm from a little place called Pontex, Saskatchewan. Okay. Another small Francophone community. Yes. How far from here? It's about 50 miles west, approximately. Okay. All right. And did you come from a large Francophone family? I actually came from a family of five. My dad's family, though, yes. was 13. Right. <laughs> typical, yes? Uh, typical. Right, right. And so when did you come here? Uh, I went to Collège Mathieu. Yes. And Beautiful I also campus. went to uh, Jardin d'Enfance, which was the residential school. Right. So I went there a couple years before I studied uh, at Collège. Right. Uh, college, I w started college uh, 1959, and I was there till I think, 1966. I graduated with a BA. In? Went uh, at the College Mathieu. Well, but, but what did you do your BA in? What's oh, the... just general arts. Okay, right. So I went from there to law school at the uh, U of S. Oh, that's right. I remember you became a lawyer. Yeah. And you practiced corporate law? No, I, it was sort of a generalistic pra practice, right. like, and I always kept a branch office in my hometown, which was Pontex. Right. But you also had an office inside. I had an office right here in Gravelbrook. Oh, in Gravelbrook as well. Yeah. And when did you retire from law? Oh, about five and a half years ago. Right. Now, yeah. you have a creative side to you, which we're going to learn about in a little bit, but did you have a creative side to yourself that you, that you could, utilize while you were practicing law or was that something that happened after no i always uh you know like practicing in a small town you know right. all the people right and um, you get involved in the community yeah like a visit at the lawyer's office is uh it's more of a so socializing than mm -hmm. it is uh right. you know straight business like right. they do in the city sure right 
You know, we need more entertainment lawyers. <laughs> yeah. I never got into that. No, field. very few people do. Yeah. Because their clients can't pay. You know, right. Yeah. Yeah. You're representing yeah. the yeah. poor. And I couldn't handle the, the contingency end of it, right. you know? Right. 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 But you don't miss law now? Not really. No. I mean, I miss the people. That's sure. what I miss because I miss going to my hometown regularly every week. Right. So I have no occasion to go there now. Right. How many family do you still have uh, alive? Oh, uh, immediate family. I, all my siblings are mm-hmm. still alive. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, my grandparents are gone with the exception of my mother-in-law that's uh, still living in Regina. Right. Does the uh, Francophone community in Saskatchewan have the same kind of traditions that um, are are we find often in in Quebec as far as family happenings around Christmas Eve. Yeah. And, yes. Do you do the, the well? Law? Not as much like uh, Le Réveillon, which yes. was the big uh, party mm-hmm. after midnight mass. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we our families uh, like the the kids are away, so if they come back, then we celebrate yeah. after midnight mass, right. which is usually midnight mass, and I'm always in the choir. Uh huh. Are you so, still in the choir? Yeah, I'm still in that How choir. How many people but, are in the choir? Oh, 30. Mostly women, I bet. Uh, no, no, actually, we have a lot of tenors oh, and good. bass and, oh, uh, well, there's some sopranos and a mix of older people and right. younger people. And So tell me, can you get a decent tortière? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can uh, at the cultural center. Uh, ah, yes. For a long time after Christmas, there's always tortières, yes. so... If there's groups that come in for a meal, they get a tourtière. Right. And do they serve it at the... They serve it... uh, I don't think so. I don't think they serve tourtière, but, you know, I haven't had a chance to sample their tourtière. Right. It was more at Le Centre Culturel Maillard. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Which is named after that famous painter of the cathedral, eh? Right. Okay. We'll have to see the cathedral. Yes. You can't miss it when you pull in. Yes. it is. It is very dominant. Yeah. And so, how? What's your position here with the museum? Is this your? Well, I'm the now? curator of the museum. I've been involved with the museum for a long time. Right. I was involved even while I was practicing law. Right. I would sort of overseer the students in the summertime because we have three students that give guided tours out of the museum, like right. the cathedral and uh, the the old chapel at the convent and. Is a student part of that um, Saskatchewan Student Works program? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's Canada, Canada uh, yeah. Young Canada. Canada. Right. They ha- we met some at the uh, yeah. in Willow Bunch. We always time. get a couple students, usually from yeah. that, and we also uh, Service Canada gives us funds right. as well, which is wonderful. Yeah. So we always have three students that work over the summer. Right. Uh, you know, a good part of June, like for the universitarians, and right. and then July and August. And so, is this a volunteer-run uh, museum? Is it kept alive? Well, I'm a volunteer. Yeah. I mean, I get a small honorarium. But there's a but... board? That's yeah, a there's a board. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, there's, you know, the board members work on different projects, like right. uh, some of our board right now are restoring a tourist car. It's a 1924 uh, oh. hack, uh, Ford hack. How did they come across that? Well, we actually bought it in Rapid City, oh. uh, Dakota. Yeah, yeah. And uh, went and got it, and we've been working on it for uh, 
two and a half, three years now. Oh, right. So we've put a fair amount of money in there. And our idea is to have a tourist car. Yeah. It's sort of a passenger vehicle. Oh, so right. we could give uh, uh, guided tours to the town and its historical sites. Right. Because we have many historical sites in town. Yeah. It's so, yeah. So we can, uh, that's one of the projects that we're working on. Right. Another one is uh, we've got a, a we're saving a wood crib elevator. Oh, so you know those are yeah. fast disappearing. No kidding. Where did you so, find that? Well, it was there. Oh, was it and, really? And uh, Sasquatchpool was going to demolish it. Right. And we raised the stink. We uh, went as far as the Globe and Mail. Wow. And they eventually turned around and gave us the elevator. So where, Which where, is the remnants of the original 1915 Western right. Elevator Company. Right. So where will it live? It's just across the tracks here oh, north. Right. Right. And we are slowly restoring it. Mm-hmm. Next year, we're going to have the Centennial. And we're hoping to have uh, built a bay. We need to build a bay onto the elevator, which was where they delivered the grain. Right. And then we also need to build an agent's office. So we're going to be putting in the cement foundations this year. All right. Centennial next year. That's it's exciting. 19, uh, 2015. So the elevator was built in 1915. Right. right. Wow. So we, what we've done so far is we've uh, painted the whole structure with the original colors. Mm-hmm. And we put the original lettering on the elevator. Right. So, and so we're sitting in the first room that you walk into when you come in the museum. Couldn't help but notice I passed a Sass Culture banner there. Sure, the yeah. Thanks to Sass Culture yeah. for, for their generous. Yeah, well, support. they're always pretty good to us. Yeah, they're... Well, they support the local museums. Like, yeah. we get a fair amount of grant money here. Yeah, yeah. And we're forever thankful to Saskatchewan Lotteries for... Yeah, they've really turned up uh, yeah. with some good funding now. Who knew what... Buying a lottery ticket really matters. Sure, yeah. It's important. Yeah. So yeah. what is this room that we're sitting well, in? Well, the room here on ground level is all about the history, the founding families, like the Gravels, yes. who came here. Right. There was not only Father Gravel, who established the parish in 1906, right. but he came here with his brothers and uh, one sister. And there were a couple lawyers, a couple doctors. There was a pharmacist. They pretty well had everything to start the town up. Right. And Father Gravel uh, was, uh, he was a colonizing priest. So he helped to bring about 10,000 settlers in the area. Right. What what order would he have belonged to? He was just a lay priest. Okay. And, uh, but he helped to bring a lot of re- religious orders. Right. This is not your ordinary town. There were probably in the 50s, uh, something like 200, uh, Religious personnel that were affiliated with an order of one kind or other. Wow. Wow. So I guess one of the connections that Father Gravel had was that he was from the same general area as Sir Wilfred Laurier. Right. Who happened to be the Premier of Canada. Right, right. Yeah. So that helped. Right, no kidding. And, uh, you know, for instance, they weren't going to get a railway here. The railway was running south of us through La Flash, Donovan, and so on. Uh-huh. And when Father Gravel realized that, he went down east and through his connections, yeah. managed to bring back a Canadian Northern Railway, right. which was the ancestor of the CN Rail. Right, right. 
So today it's been transferred over to CP Rail. We yeah. sh- we still have a rail. Right. It's uh, not active, but at this point we're negotiating with CP. And so, what year would that railing rail have been? That uh, dates laid back down? to 1913. Right. Before we get into the museum, I want to ask you about the the Francophone culture here. When I was in Willowbunch and also in Rockland, there's some concern about the the Francophone community shrinking. Um, and that the the culture sort of disappearing with new generations is not as much of an appreciation. Well, do you find that here as well? Uh, here it's different. It's very saturated uh, here. It seems very present. Well, I think what makes the difference is the schools. Aha, uh-huh, right. Like you've got uh, a lot of educational options. Right. You've got a, an immersion school here, mm-hmm. and you've got the daycare. Segment to that immersion school. You've right. got Collège Mathieu, right. which is the Francesque school, right. with the daycare element to that. Right. So it's next impossible to go to school without without being immersed in French. On yeah. Well, there's still an English stream at the Gravelberg School, which uh-huh. is, is located in the convent, and right. the, but but predominantly parents choose immersion yeah. or Francesque school. Right. So, yeah, that's where it's at. So with that, the students learn French. Yeah. And even though their parents don't speak it, they still know it. Yeah. And so French is used. Yeah. Like, for instance, when I hire my students at uh, Le Musée Gravelbeau, Mm -hmm. I always make it a requirement that they speak French. Right. Because people, when they come here, don't want to hear English. Right. Sure. They want to hear something that makes this community different. So we try to position ourselves in a way mm-hmm. that you can attract visitors. Yeah, they're not going to come to a run-of-the-mill community. No, well, they right. want to see something different. This is definitely different. This is yeah. a different landscape here yeah. than than, yeah. Uh, than anywhere else in Saskatchewan. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think those of us that grew up here know that, mm-hmm. and I think it's carried on through the students, maybe in a different sort of a way. Yeah, but, but I not, think they still realize it. It's not disappeared. Yeah. So then back to the Gravel family. Yeah, the Gravel family was instrumental in getting this community going. And so we have, first of all, these are. Oh, that's First Nations. First Nations fossils. I've seen a lot of this. What, what I'm really, really struck by is the fact that families have kept these things and donated them, that they, that they're, it's so wonderful that these these things were kept in families. Sure, that, that we have a chance to see. Yeah, them well, now. I think the First Nations have to be acknowledged. Absolutely, they were here and they left a culture uh, on the prairies, which was remarkable. When you yeah. think that a people could survive almost uniquely from bison, yes, you have to be very inventive. Um, uh, an incredible story that. Yeah, um, and we're looking at pieces that are dating back to. Uh, some back oh some 9, of them 000. date back like I've got some stuff that's dated back twenty thousand years yeah wow so you're looking back into the ice age right and the woolly mammoth and so on yeah are you attracting visitors from um, international visitors who are very impressed with this part of the world and want to see what you have on display there with, with yeah well so for instance this week we've got the uh, archaeo caravan that's coming from Saskatchewan archaeology oh right. So they're going to have a full day here, right? For school groups and also the public at large. Where can you call some of the people who have come from the furthest away, um, who signed your book? 
oh, well, it hasn't happened. Oh, you mean yeah, what, for the museum? The museum. Yeah, oh, well, just museum. this week we had uh, two Australians visit. Right, right. So we get people from all over, right. Denmark, uh, China, right. Japan, Korea. Right. You know, we've got people from all over here. France. I was going to say. Yeah, was, les Français. Yeah, yeah. And as well, the Québécois comes yes. here. We uh, we bring in groups from Quebec City. Right. Which come here to meet the local francophones. We mm -hmm. have a meal where they can exchange with uh, their French Canadian cousins on the par on right. the prairie, and then they visit uh, a farm so they can familiarize themselves with our context. Right. And then they visit the cathedral. Right. And usually they go back to Regina or whatever hotel they're at. Right. Right. And what about from from Church Point in Nova Scotia, the uh, the Acadian? Les Acadiens, um, yeah, 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 we get. Uh, we get some Acadiens, yeah. uh, very different culture and some Franco-Ontarians. Yes, and yeah, yeah, we get. Uh, we I've had Acadiens work here, right, over the summer. Very different so they, usage of the French language. Huh? Well, yes, a different yeah. accent, exactly. but they come from a much similar root because they've had to survive exactly within a context that's predominantly Anglophone. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we we uh, we find a lot more in common with the Acadians than we do with the Quebecois. Is that right? Oh yeah, those are my people. That's where I'm from. So yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah. 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 I have a dreadful recipe for something called a rapé pie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all I recall is that it's gray and basically starch. Okay, not not the not, not something for the the gourmet. No, no, it sits in your stomach for okay. the day. Yeah. yeah. So can we take a little bit of a look around? Sure, okay, we can do a walkabout. About, yeah, we'll be, I'll try to be as descriptive as possible. Since sure, yeah, so the can't. first part here, we see that Gravel family. Yes. With the brothers' uh, pictures on the wall. and uh, Handsome we, lot. Yeah, and we can see a bust of Father Gravel here, mm -hmm. which is in bronze. There's a statue at the head of Main Street here. Yes, I saw Which that is solid bronze, and it was made in Italy. Right. Oh, in Italy. So it gives you an idea of how prestigious the family was, you know. Who who made this piece, this bust? I don't know. It came from one of the local nuns at the convent. Oh, right. Uh, so it's probably a family that commissioned this, this right, bust. Right, right. Yeah. So wow. we have pictures of the old town looking down towards the cathedral and uh, as well looking down uh, north to the CN station. Um, now, is you can this see, the building we would we are in now? No, 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 no. The, Oh no, I see. All right, there's no. the perspective. Look, no. there's the cathedral, yeah. ever present. Hey, it's Kevin. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. Just a quick reminder that the Sascapes podcast is available for free on your favorite podcast app, or you can stream it from your browser. Check out the show notes for the link. On the Sascapes homepage, you'll notice something new under the logo called Sascapes Plus. You can't miss it. There's a big button saying support with a heart icon next to it. I'd love it if you could click on that button and help keep this podcast series going. When Sascapes launched in May 2014, it was the first podcast in the province celebrating arts, culture, and heritage. In fact, you'd have been pretty hard-pressed to find any Saskatchewan podcast. So I'd like to think that we paved the way. It's been because of your support that this podcast is now in its ninth year. Okay, that's it. 
Enjoy the rest of the episode. Yeah, it's there since 1917, yeah. and it is the hub of the community. Yeah. And you can see the convent on the outer edge, uh, western. Right. On the west edge of the town. What, so the, the convent end? got built in 1916. Uh -huh. And that was the driving force behind the building of the cathedral. And what's the convent used for now? The convent now is used as an elementary school. Oh, okay. But uh, the school division is planning on building a new school for Gravelbert because the pupil uh, teacher space ratio uh -huh. is too big at uh, at the convent so we're we've got a friends of the convent committee that's looking at uh, reuse of right. the convent I see so there's a beautiful little sisters chapel that's located on the north side where you don't see it here in this picture mm -hmm. because there were additions built onto the convent right. in 1926 right. But it's a very large building. It, it, it looks. Oh, it's ninety thousand square feet. Looks to be about the size of the one in Willowbank. It's oh, it's much bigger. Is it even? It's bigger? twice as big. Ah. if not three times. Wow. It's uh, it's four stories that building, with a basement. So it's huge. Wow, great that it still stands. So here we have a full size photo of, uh, of Father Gravel. and we have a photo of the Gravelberg Bar in nineteen twenty five. And uh, there was a Gravel sitting on the bench as a district court judge, and the prosecutor was a Gravel. Oh, right. So you didn't want to be accused of the yeah, wrong right. crime. Yeah, right, right. And how many Gravels are alive and living in Gravelberg Well, now? presently, there's only one adopted son oh. that still lives here in oh. a Gravel house. But there's extended family probably living But home. in the Centennial, yeah. a lot of the Gravels came back. And right. they came back from France, some came from Quebec, wow. some from Argentina. All over the world. That's exciting. And a, re a remarkable thing is that the fa family has always kept Gravelbourg in their hearts. Right. Because when, uh, very often when there's a Gravel funeral, they come back here to be uh, buried. Is that right? Yeah. So they've kept. Uh, so if we went to the cemetery, we'd see a lot of. We'd find some Gravel, Gravel right? yeah, yeah, that are buried there. Yeah. Yeah. So here, this is an exhibit on the famous painter who was a parish priest, Father Charles Maillard. Uh -huh. And he came from France. He was a parish priest here for 29 years. He spent 10 years uh, decorating the cathedral with his paintings. He even painted the, the glassware on the cathedral, wow. which is, has been changed since. All but right. now it's all stained glass that came from Brittany and France. Right. So here we've got a unique painting by Father Gravel. It's of his mother. And he signed that one, which is unusual, because at the cathedral he did not sign any of the paintings that he did there because he considered himself a priest first and then a painter. So I've got some freehand sketches that he did. And, of course, he left works in other places in Canada. Uh, for instance, in Quebec, in uh, oh, beautiful. Valley Field, he left some beautiful work. He did a way of the cross in uh, the cathedral Does there. he have any pieces recognized in the National Gallery? No, he doesn't. He should. I think he's, uh, you know, uh, slowly we're putting together 
the full extent of the work that he did in right. different places. There's right. it's difficult because uh, there's a, a church where he did a way of the cross in La Chute mm -hmm. in Quebec, which is no longer. Right. So we've been trying to track that down. He did uh, work in places like Wolseley that people don't oh, yeah. know. He was the parish priest there. Uh, some in Saint Lazare, Manitoba, because he was parish priest there. He also left works in Capel, which is not far away from. It's from Wolseley because work. he yeah. So here we have a celebration uh, of the 25th anniversary of, uh, of Father Maillard's priesthood. And you can see the surplus that he yeah, wore. Yeah. And here, the first bishop of Gravelbourg in 1930. And he's our second claim to fame because he, in fact, became Le Cardinal de Québec. Oh, Quebec City right. oh, wow. in 1932. Wow, so in the Catholic Church, that's yeah, about as big, high as you yeah. can go without being the Pope. Pope. Right. <laughs> that's right. So that's uh, the Bishop's Palace, which was built the same time as the church. And you can see the convent in the background. There's a picture here of the clergy. And this is the actual building of the cathedral. So you can see how it came up. It was all done by horse and wagon. Right. Yeah. So they dredged the hole out and they brought in the sand and the gravel and whatever. Again, the stone hard, that they needed. Hardy stock. And because there was a rail by that time, they were able to bring the brick from Claybank, Saskatchewan. Oh, right. So you can see the building of the cathedral, how they built it, like in Roman times with block okay. and tackle. Huge. So you wonder how these people were able to do such beautiful work, you know? No kidding. And and, and uh, probably today such... with all their GPSs. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. And plus, they would that would take more than one season to build. So they'd be well. Building... They were actually able to build that in about a year and a half. But still, they would be building through at least a typical Saskatchewan winter. Oh, absolutely. Not in fact, a time to be building. There was church. a tragedy here where, in the month of November, there was. Uh, a couple of men that were crossing and the plank broke and yes. they were uh, uh, getting a wheel, a wheel uh, wheelbarrow across. Yeah. And the one guy fell in the wheelbarrow with the cement inside. He was saved, but the other guy was killed accidentally. He was from uh, down east, I forget where. And so does that mean... So there's tragedy, you know? Yes. It's, it's a place of beauty, but there's also tragedy. I don't know the churches actually have hauntings, but are they... The, is there a mystery behind? You know, when you talk about yeah. places, yeah. you know, you were talking about Le Géant Beaupré and yeah. his story. Yeah. Well, the cathedral has a story too, you know. Yeah. I mean, most of it is a majestic story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are some always. stories that yeah. are associated with tragedy. Yeah, always. This is a, a bench that comes out of the beautiful little chapel at the convent. Right. Which is now used as a library, but it's solid oak. And we see these often in in, uh, in churches in Montreal where I where I performed. Yeah, this 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 is very typical. So uh, Gravelberg also had its monastery with the Precious Blood Sisters. Yes, and this was a gift of a house from one of the Gravel brothers to the sisters okay. of the Precious Blood, and so that they could get their monastery started. And does that house still stand? That house no longer stands. There's a separate uh, building that's no longer uh, run by the sisters, right. but there's a Chinese couple that just bought it and they're restoring it. 
So, Louis, tell me again, you're the president of... La Société Historique de la Saskatchewan. How many members are in that association? Oh, I've never counted the members, but there's probably 150, 200. Wow. That's fantastic. You know, that there's museums, museums yeah. that belong to that. Huge. Yeah. And they do some pretty uh, cutting-edge work, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, They're always trying to find a different way to present yeah. history and... So you, they also work with uh, gene, genealogy, uh-huh. and um, like they've uh, followed through on books that families, like some of the uh, people that really contributed to the francophone pres- right. presence. Have you written any books? No, I haven't. You should. No, no. you're you're a key player in keeping the uh, the heritage of this province alive. Yeah, well, maybe someday I'll write a book. Just haven't thought about that. Too busy doing things. Right. Not How many years have you been here at the museum? Oh, 15 years? Yeah. Just off and on, like, you know, you even probably when I won't, practice law. You probably won't stop. I don't, you could, no, I won't stop. No, I don't think you could separate yourself from No, here. and I'm involved in so many other things. Yeah. Like, you know, I work on rail retention right now. All right. I not only work in the, in the history end of it, I work in the actual projects, too. Nobody's approached you to be mayor of Gravelburg? Oh, I was on council for 15 years. Were you? I don't need any more of that. Right, right. This is a true That's labor. not where it's at. This is a labor of love for you, I yeah. can tell. Louis continued to show me around the museum, and I especially loved the memorabilia dating back to the 1940s and 50s. The old crank turntables with a Sinatra 78 record provided a great musical backdrop to my visit. From here, Louis and I made a mad dash down the main street to the Gaiety Theatre, which is a setting for my next podcast. You'll be hearing more from Louis at the theatre. Thanks for listening. The Sascapes podcast is created by Kevin Power as part of the Culture Days Animateur program, operated by Sass Culture. Funding to the cultural sector is provided through the Saskatchewan Lotteries Trust Fund for Sports, Culture and Recreation. If you want to hear more of these podcasts or to see the great work being done by other SAS culture animateurs, please visit www.iheartculture.ca. Special thanks to Paved Arts in Saskatoon for their technical support. Music for Sascapes is provided by Saskatchewan-born singer-songwriter Jeffrey Straker. There is no end to the stories to be told. So, until next time... (laughs) 